Hey guys, and welcome back to Ben and Mike's Film Room. And we just watched Iron Man 3. Boy, did we ever just watch it this moment ago. Yes. Uh, if that was... If it wasn't clear by the tone of our voices, we haven't watched it today. We it watched was... it several days ago. It's been several days, it's true. But we have a new microphone, and so we wanted to test it out and get everything running, and yeah. so hopefully it sounds a little better. Yeah, we wanted to get this out earlier, though um, that doesn't really make any sense, considering we're putting this out all at once. We're pretty much putting it all out at once, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yes. It's been a while since we've seen it, and... But I wrote notes. Good notes. They're, they're pretty good notes. So, in honesty, I had never seen the movie. Yeah. This was one of the the apparently several Marvel, Marvel movies that had slipped Marvel. through my... my ah, the Marvel movies that had slipped through my fingers. It was a busy time for me. I was wrapping up my senior year in college. It was my very last semester. I had a lot going on. You were getting, getting married. Ready. I had already been married. I had an almost two-year-old child. Okay, so so I didn't have any memories of the movie from this watching. How about you? When did you first watch the movie? Um, I think I watched it around when it came out. Um, In theaters? Yes. And I... I think I remember seeing it like two or three times with other people. Um, wow. Uh, I think I saw it with like uh, one of the Heaths families from our church. Um... Because I think they wanted me to go with them because they wanted to get the PG-13 movie. Ooh. And, and they were kind of one of those families. Um, and they wanted me to say, okay, this thing might be scary when this guy is breathing fire. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, so you saw it a couple of times in theaters. Um, yeah. And... How was it? How did it hold up? Um, I mean, I've seen it since then, uh, uh, removed from this, but I think it was pretty good. Like, I don't know, it's when I've seen it, like, when you see something the first time and then you watch it years later for the second time, you're like, wow, this is amazing. I hope I feel this exact same feeling again few more years down the line, and then you don't feel that same feeling, you know? It's it's true. Watching something for the very first time is totally different than watching it again. It's just no more surprise left. I mean, it's like watching Iron Like, I remember what, there was a period in my life where I saw the first Iron Man, like, a second time, mm -hmm. or, like, years later, from the last time I saw it, yeah. and I was like, this movie has me so into it. And then... When we rewatched it for this, I'm like, it's good. It's like what? the... Th I don't know. Uh, but I definitely enjoyed this movie for what it was in that it wasn't really a Iron Man movie. It was more of kind of like a MacGyver sort of, sp like, uh, build my own weapons... Find out. It's kind of like a James Bond type of thing, I yeah. think. I mean, it wasn't the past two Iron Man movies by any stretch. It was very different, very focused on the events of the Avengers. Um, well, let the... And let so, the, I guess let's give a brief summary of the, the movie itself. 
Yeah, so Tony has PTSD from the Avengers. Um, actually, no, it starts out in 1999. There's a yeah flashback that starts in the past. There's a big Prologue. celebration. It was the. It happened to be the same conference that um, the man in the cave, who has a name, yes, uh, he was. He's like, oh, in 1999 in Switzerland, you gave this speech and you were super drunk, and I was like, he was hey, such oh yeah, a genius, he, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like that's one of the first things that I ever noticed in the MCU. Like, hey, that's him. I remember that one-off line where he mentioned that. It's like that. Uh, the MCU so good. Yeah, so it starts back then. You see him and a, a woman are talking about science, but he does not care about it. But they're working on some <laughs> fancy <laughs> new technology that's supposed to enhance life and solve the universe and everything and solve all problems. Forty-two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Mr. Favreau, who has a name in the show, John. John Favreau. In the movie? <laughs> Happy Hogan. Okay. Well, Mr. Hogan uh, ripped off a, a leaf of this special plant and it fiery and flames grew a new leaf. You're yeah, like, oh. Which, and, okay, we're not good. Okay, let's cut this in. Cut this in the butt right now because we're going. We're doing that thing we did with Captain America, which we're just. I'm going. saying the beginning part was important. Yes, it is. Okay, but okay, I get that. Never mind. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> That's our edit point, people. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll. Anyway, quit it. <laughs> so, in we jump ahead and we're in an elevator where this crazy homeless science man appearing. Oh person. wow! Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he has a great idea. Tony Stark does not care, and he's so angry about it. He because comes back. it's 1999. We're still cool, and I haven't <laughs> gone to jail yet. I think I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. I think he already had. I don't. Know I haven't did. done Tim Allen's uh, Shaggy Dog movie yet. That's true. <laughs> How many times have we refer- Have I referenced that? <laughs> Every time, every time Robert Downey, every time Robert Downey Jr. is in one of these movies, I will make it like Shaggy Dog, his best film. It's just the weirdest fact that he was in that movie. Same thing with Peter Dinklage and Underdog. See, it's just about the Disney dog movies. Was Underdog a Disney movie? Uh, maybe. Unimportant. So moving on. I disagree. It's very important. (laughs) (laughs) There's the Mandarin, and he's a terrorist, and he's going around. He's really biting on our current day fears. They make him much more terroristy, terroristy than his old, extremely racist. Well, uh, from comic what book I, reference, from what I know about the comics, that I've heard two versions. Like one, he's like some guy, like uh, the terrorist group is the Ten Rings. No association with the first Ten Rings that we see in the first Iron Man, uh, but in the comics. He has ten magic rings, which gives him powers. But I've also heard that in the comics, at least a different incarnation, he also might be an alien? I'm hmm. not sure. Interesting. But, so... Well, in any case, this guy yeah. is going around blowing stuff up. But it's really a mystery, because that's not the true source of the no, explosions. There's no shrapnel that 
anywhere within There's a three mile radius. No one knows how it's done. How is the bomb happening? Meanwhile, the the dorky dork dork who was in the elevator is here again and, and he has a great idea. And his name is Mr. Kilman. K- Kill- Killian. His name is Killian. Killian. Yeah, it's Which kind is, of like Evil Gilligan. No, so, it, it's more like, I'm going to kill again. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so, he has this great idea, which gets rejected. It's like to improve humanity's DNA and... Trying uh, to hit on Pepper? Well, they of? used to date a long time ago? Supposedly. So, the security guy, uh, Favreau, he's, he's tracking him down. He doesn't like him. They're suspicious. And then he goes out to a place, and one of them freaking blows up. Yep, and, and that's the source of all the explosion spoilers. Yep, and then he, and then sometime after this, he, Tony, he makes a three D replication hologram of the crime scene at the Chinese theater, from the Chinese theater explosion, which we should we should add that uh, the, there was a guy at the office of Stark Industries, I think, that was there. He was very disrespectful. I made a comment that he looked like he was lost and on his way to one of the Fast and Furious movies. Because uh, he looked like an evil uh, Vince... Vince... What's his name? He's the voice Wrong. of Groot. Voice of Groot. Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. Something with a V. Vince Vaughn is a Different. comedian. Yeah. Uh... I feel like I'm getting off track. A little bit. They Tony Stark is hunting down the source, but he's also very mad at the Mandarin. He's like, come and get me. And spoilers, he does. Like yeah. a giant missile comes and freaking blows up his house. Yeah, and Pepper, stay when the terrorists attack. <laughs> stay true. here. And the suit like goes and protects her, and he runs off. He goes and solves the mystery of the explosions that these people are being genetically engineered, but sometimes they explode. And that is the cover-up. And it's so much of a cover-up that the Mandarin isn't even a real thing. He's an actor. Which, if you weren't paying attention in the movie, would outrage you. But it's not that bad of a reveal, considering the other pieces are a cover-up. I mean, people... Okay, yeah, this movie had a bit of, like, I say controversy. Because it's not a controversy to say, like, oh, they changed something in a movie from its source material. That's not that bad of a thing to do in movies. It's a different medium. It makes sense that well, you mean, have to make some well, adjustments. I mean, comics are not the exact same as, like, traditional books. You know, they're both visual mediums, you know. Uh, but, um... From what little... Like, I don't know... I don't know anything about the Mandarin other than he has ten magic rings. That's the only thing I... I know. So... And the thumb... And the ring on the thumb is always very awkward. Yeah, So, I, that's something to consider. Maybe he wears two rings on one but, finger. So, he he's wears an actor, all, he wears... so there's a mastermind. The mastermind is Mr. Kill again. Mm-hmm. He... Not only that, he also has put the genetic changing doodads on himself. For some reason. So now he is a fireman because it heats up your body and you can like breathe fire. He's the only one who does it and he only does it once. It's because he's the big boss. He's the boss battle at the end. It's true. (laughs) And so to conclude the movie there's a big fight but Pepper is captured and she gets injected with the fire bits the fire juice 
the fire. Fire. And so Eternal she flame. is like going to explode is what they were expecting. And so Tony has to like make a choice of who to save, the president or his girlfriend. And so standard fare, he chooses to do both. Uh, no, because Rhodey saved the president. Yeah, but his original plan was to do both. Remember when he saved everyone out of the Air Force One thing? While he was traveling closer to Pepper at the same time? Yes. It was an intention to save both. It's also... Another thing... I heard this from another reviewer who enjoyed the movie. Uh, that... It's nice to see when superheroes actually save, like, civilians. Save random people, you know? Like... That action set piece, um, like, what would the, did they do that in any of the Batman movies where he just saves people instead of stopping the bad guy, you know? Uh, which Batman? Uh, Nolan for this, um. Any three of the Nolan Batman yes, movies? And, yes, the Nolans. Um, how about the time when the train was stopped at the end of Batman Begins? And I vaguely remember that. he blew up Liam Neeson? My point is, it's nice to see, like... I don't know, superheroes doing the thing you most associate superheroes doing. It's true. So he actually saves the day for some people. Plus... He, they save the president. Also, he electrifies their hands so they won't open... You know? Yeah, so they can actually firmly... Which like, means when they all hit the water, they shock, they shock themselves to death and die. No. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. I know. But, so he saves the day, and along the path, he meets a young man who pretty much cures him of his PTSD through the power of who is also, science. Who was also in Jurassic World. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the little, little guy. There's a weird thing. I've seen this graph, sort of, where it said, like, oh... Here's everyone in Jurassic World, and here they all are in their MCU Marvelness. Like, hmm. like Kingpin in the Daredevil, he's that weird army guy obsessed with uh, having dinosaurs in the military. Makes sense. And Chris Pratt, of course, is in yeah, Chris Pratt. the galaxy. And uh, uh, who else? Tiny is? Boy is the PTSD kid, and. Uh, Let's leave this. Yeah. That's where it is. That's for another time. Yes. But, to wrap up the movie, Pepper is magically cured of her fire bits. And she's hot. uh, And her... Also, she has a fire-proof sports bra and pants, I believe. Well, that is very important for decency. This movie's PG-13. Excuse me, Thor Ragnarok had had a Hulk butt... It's that is true. That's CGI butt. It's and different. It's, and it's a male butt. Male butts are less offensive, I'm told, according to, to MPAA ratings. Especially when they're CGI butts. Actually, no, that's more offensive. Shrek had a butt in the first Shrek, I think, in the mud in the very beginning. No, you only saw the top of the crack. Oh. That's a little... We're going a little too deep into the butt area. (laughs) Oh, no, I want to stay on this. What other CGI butts have we seen throughout the years? No. Okay. To conclude, they... Not only do they cure Pepper, which they just say haphazardly, they also have Tony go under the knife and remove all the shrapnel that's in his chest. So now... He doesn't need the, the core anymore? And the suits can run without it? Well, he, he is truly Iron Man. He's free to well, be himself. It, 
That's another thing. In at the end of the movie, when they show like I didn't need it anymore, and they show the surgery scene, you see like a fairly large flake of metal. It is big. He should have gone to a doctor between this time and then. Like, I don't know what the timeline is for this. Come on, Doctor Strange, where were you? <laughs> That would have been amazing if they have, retconned that. I don't know why they wouldn't have uh, a missed opportunity because uh, he does fancy, cool stuff. And they didn't hire, and they hadn't hired Benedict Cucumber Batch. Well, you could have retconned him in easy because he's just in the gown. <laughs> anyway, Bendel, Brindle Batch Cumberbinch. <laughs> oh, Benedict Cucumberman. No, Brindle Back Cumberbing. <laughs> I mean, you can say really anything, and everyone knows who you're talking about, I think. But we will talk about that at another pod when we get to Doctor Strange in many a movie. Or Winter Soldier. Is he in Winter Soldier? They mentioned him. Oh. So, let's talk about Tony Stark and his PTSD. That's the main drive of the movie, is his character development from... Him damaged himself to a complete guy. Yeah, cause, I mean, like he builds all these suits to save time, like not to save time, but to um, kind of what's the word? Waste time in a way. Um, just to have something to do. He knows how to do it. He's trying to. He's just wanting something to do because he can't sleep because he all he always had the same nightmare. And stuff, and it's like after it's the events at the end of the Avengers where he's fallen from the warp hole and warm wormhole. The warp wall. The warp wall. The warp hole is what I was what I was trying to say. But what that was wrong say. too. Yeah. Wormhole. It's a wormhole. How'd you get out of the wormhole? <laughs> yeah, I loved that. That was super great. I like loved it. I love doing a Christmas story. <laughs> he was totally free to, like, have a freak out. I love when he used the suit. To, he, like, ran into his suit, and he's like, check my brain, check my heart. So also, What's going on? He's like, does he you just, are just freaking out, sir. Yeah, but also, does he just park his suit? Like, can no one just take it? How could you take it? I don't know. Remember when Pepper gets into the suit later, and it does, like, a retinal scan? And say that it's approved? No, maybe not Maybe not get in it, but take it. Conversely. Maybe it'd have the shock thing. When the president is put into Iron Patriot. Different thing. There's no check of security? Maybe. It doesn't... So. Oh, no, 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 no. Because they opened, they opened Rhodey at that time, so maybe they reworked it. And he said, like, the suit will be damaged, but you can fix it, right? Which kind of implied that they can tweak it. But that's I, that's I, more go, that's more no going into like headcanon t- territory, yeah. and or uh, fan theories. To like we're doing the writers' jobs for them at that point. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, when when do fan theories and actual when do like th- theories about why something happens start? And just like okay, we're doing their job now. Begin. You know. It's true. If they don't write a cohesive story... And we make up reasons that they don't deliberately show, when does that actually... When is that by design and when is it... Left to interpret... Left, left to interpret... From laziness. The difference between left interpretation and left to do whatever you think is... Whatever you think is true... That's the dumbest. It's like yeah. That's like the needless twist ending where the villain lives. 
at the very end of the movie for and, no uh, reason. The <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It happens all the time. Yeah, but um, like Piccolo in Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> and I haven't even seen it. Dude, it's one of those so bad, it's just bad. Movies. Yeah, that's what I've heard. But in the movie, he slides across the hood of a car on his head. Wow, I forgot. Uh, I've seen. I, I've I only, remember the movie, but in honesty, I've only it's seen so re- bad. I've only seen reviews. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the problem ten, is ten out of ten, 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 ten Dragon Balls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> seven out of seven Dragon Balls. Five oh. out of seven Dragon Balls, according to the internet. Anyway, so. The main pivot of him overcoming his PTSD is through Tiny Tony, who is the young man who... <laughs> Mini-me. <laughs> Mini-me, if you will. He's a super smart engineer kid who's, like, really a big fan of him. Will he make an appearance in Endgame? <laughs> I don't see why not at this point. But he was crucial to him being able to move on because he helps him solve the mystery. They work together... And it lets him be. He has a better potato potato gun. He makes a better potato gun, although it was pretty good, obviously. So, Tiny Tony, with his engineering smarts and endless questions, allow him to somewhat overcome it enough to fight for the thing he truly cares about, which is just just pepper. Yes. That's that's it. That's really it. That's his whole arc. Like for no real reason, he suddenly gets over it, except that he worked with this young boy and they yeah. worked together. And then he said, "Like I kind of forgot. Whatever. I kind of forgot about the whole. Like toward the end of the movie, I completely forgot that he had PTSD, which probably means that they wanted us to forget. Like, hey, don't pay pay attention to the P- P- Don't remember the PTSD thing." Uh... <laughs> Because, like, that might have been important. I think he transitioned from being worried about how he could protect Pepper to actually protecting her. Because she was being injected with fire juice or whatever it like, was. Like, actually protecting her? In, or... I think he wanted to just go and actually save her now. And so he was able to focus in on that very thing. And also, you know, when Pepper transforms into Spicy Pepper... Yeah. And she's like hot peppers. Like, there's yeah, so she turns into hot pepper and she falls jalapeno to her on a stick. She falls to her death as a jalapeno on a stick. Sorry. But she comes in and pretty much Deus Ex Machina's the final boss, which is Kill Again, and he's all fire and he's like, I am the Mandarin. And they're like, boo. Yeah. But eh, it was okay. It's fun. We it, had a good time. Yeah, I mean... Um... I mean, yeah, you kind of just said it. Because... Yeah, I kind of wondered, like, when she first got the power, like... I mean, I can't really remember. It's been a few days. So... Ugh, my neck. Yeah, the, make... the whole power of Pepper thing is... They they just kind of waved it away at the very end. They're like, and I fixed it. Yeah. So they like, they had really loosely wrote in a solution to this whole problem. They said, oh, in 1999 you wrote half of an equation on the back of the card that was going to solve all the problems with the explosions. And then at the very end they're like, and we fixed it. Also, he wrote that drunk? Question yeah. mark? Yeah. So his super genius is so genius that they waited until Iron Man 3 to talk to him again. 
I mean, yeah. and blowing up people along the way. I mean, why would you want to hang out with t- Robert Downey Jr. after 1999? He was a mess. After the Shaggy Dog, his greatest achievement, there's nothing left really to build on. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Paul and Paul Rudd. There's no reason to bring him into He's this band. Still, Why would you bring him up? I, I agree. <laughs> I think anyone who brought him up would be really feeling silly right now. Yeah, I bet he, I bet it would feel bad. So, tell me about stuff you liked in the movie. Um, I mean, I like... I mean, how can you not like Robert Downey Jr.? You know? That's a given. Um, but like everything he does, I like Rhodey. You know, that, that's a liking character. I... Set pieces I liked. I liked the Air Force One fight scene, like on the plane before the um, grabbing the people. And because I don't know, he uses his Unibeam thing in the chest to black to kill the guy, which brings up another thing: like they can regenerate. But not if the heart's taken out. If you die, you can't regenerate. There's gotta Excuse be. Excuse me, it's fast be, healing. It's like be if it, some kind of point though, where it's you one die. thing. It's if it's one thing if you get your he- head shot in, like because then the brain, it, it, the brain, the thing that controls re- like regeneration. That, well, based on the scientifically the lore of this movie, all of the DNA is rewritten. So in theory. Also, all of it all, would be part of the regeneration. But yeah, it's but speaking, like a fiery speak, heat. But speaking so of like, I don't know. speaking of the like, um, the brain rewritten thing. Towards the beginning, when Pepper sees him all handsomeified, um, but still not. Yeah, not really. He looks weird. There's just a weird. He's technically about him. handsome. Handsomer. No, just technically handsome. Technically, mm. I would not want to be around that person. Well, he'll kill again. Yes, he will. Um, my point is, he p- eventually shows this hologram of his brain, which is a cool thing. That's all these movies have holograms in them. But he zooms in to this little dark circle where th- this proves that we are built. To- this means that we are destined to be upgraded. But aren't you technically upgraded? Maybe he hadn't been upgraded yet. Oh please. Maybe. It and th- wasn't a live scan of his brain as he claimed, and it was just a video. Okay, again, are we doing the people, the writers' jobs here? Yes, very much so. See, but that part—that's true. That is a actual plot hole in the movie. But we're supposed to talk about what we like first. I know. I'm sorry. Like it's, first. E- it's easy positivity. It's, I don't know. It was, it was funny, you know. Um... I, I'll be honest. I was along for the mystery. Yeah, I knew the big twist that the Mandarin was an actor, but I didn't know. And I, it was pretty obvious that Killigan was the. I mean, if the you're big guy, but it was still fun if, to go along on the trip and find out who did who done it because who done it. Question, people: Have there ever been a comic book person who had the who has the word "kill" in their name and they haven't been a bad guy? You got Killigan, you got Killgrave. Killmonger? That DC? No, I'm talking about Black Panther. Oh yeah, Killmonger, there you go. Technically not his name. Like, I know. Killgrave? I was uh, trying. He was David Tennant's given, was the name he gave himself in Jessica Jones. 
Mm. He had a much... He, I can't... The point is... Uh, I'm Obviously, you have an evil name. You're clearly the bad guy. Okay, but yeah, I'm really drawing this out because I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Because... I mean, the Iron Man fight at the end with the house party protocol was cool. Oh, something I really enjoyed was when he was in Miami calling the suit from Ohio, was it? Where was it? It's Tennessee? middle of... I think it was Tennessee. Uh, middle America. Tennessee isn't in the middle, is it? Yeah. I don't know. But it's when he's calling, he's like, okay, tie yourself up in the chair, I'll let you live. <laughs> Um, uh, oh man, yeah. Yeah. I mean, never. And, I mean, now I think it's fair to say it was really fun that part, because and honestly, I'd forgotten what he was trying to do. Like I'd forgotten he was using the microchips in his arms to. I thought he was like trying to do a weird breakout move. Like he was trying to do some <laughs> weird technique that would break him out of his. What do you holdings. think? Who do you but think I was he like, is? Oh, I got it. Who do you think it. he is? Chris Pratt. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's something Andy Dwyer would do after seeing Iron Man 3. Well, you do see him do some fighting training. He's got a little standy swirly McGurgan with the arms. Yes, the standy uh, swirly McGurgan. It's a thing. And so maybe he knows some fighting moves. Well, I mean. And he'll just break out. Like, we, we always but forget after this. the third one, you're like, ah, I see what's happening. I mean, we always forget this. But technically, he's in the suit. It isn't just CGI. In the universe, he's always in that suit. He's the one punching things, you know? And so he knows how to fight. In the second one, we saw him boxing? I know we, he was in a ring boxing with Happy, and then Scarlett oh, yeah, Johansson yeah, yeah. comes yeah. in. Scarlett, so he's been training ever since he got into the suit, I think, so Johansson? that he could more... Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Johansson? Johansson? No, it's Johansson. Stop. I, okay, that's something I've always been confused on. So, I think moving on to nitpicks and an overall review would not hurt. I think we've already done some of that. There are legitimate plot holes that are dumb. The story, I think the main complaint we were talking about right after the film is that it doesn't matter in the universe. Yeah. Like, I, we spent this whole time talking about how important the Avengers is to this movie... Because it's like the whole driving force, but Iron Man 3 doesn't have any impact on the rest of the movies in the universe. Like, it's just flat like, out ignored. Like, um, another thing is that <clears throat> at the end, people, he says that he blows up all his suits, right? And at the end of the movie, he says, at the end of the day, I am Iron Man, you know? Which I, which... Technically means that, which I believe the the blowing up of the suits with a symbol of him saying, "Okay, I'm this is not going to be my priority anymore. You are, Pepper." Yeah, and he wasn't blowing up him being Iron Man. He was blowing up those evidences of his trauma. Also, have we seen him shirtless since that movie? I don't. What would know. a scar look like? Would it just be a circle? Does he still have the core later? No, he threw it into the ocean. I remember that, but does in the f next Avengers no, or he whatever, he does, does he he no. doesn't have the core anymore? No, he has them in the suits. Makes sense. I mean, which I mean, that's a lot of arc reactors. Well, he made it 
out of spare parts in a cave. Also, did he throw it the one with the new element? That's what all of them are now. He just updated his chest. It's Presumably, just, also... Just the triangle oh yeah, thing Thanks, was... Tony. Why haven't you given that element to the rest of us? <laughs> well, that was the whole argument about Iron Man 2, was that it's his... Um, intellectual property, and so he does. N- it is not his duty to surrender it. And I think, but that's just because he discovered a new element, which would be a better thing, does not mean he has any requirement to share it with society. I think it would be for the benefit of everybody. Okay, but not his fault for knowing something. Okay, okay, this is not a review for Iron Man Two. Okay, but ni- but yeah, like the only legitimate nitpick that I thought up in this moment was that thing where Killian showed a picture of his brain needing to be upgraded, even though he probably at that point was upgraded. Yes. I think I can think of two more because I have notes, like I said. I'm sorry. Um, it's not a we usually do this We after. can work on it. Okay. I'm so not a note man. The, item, the first one was one that you brought up during the watching of the movie. The Mark 42... The pieces would fly to him yeah. and, like, attach to his body. But how were they powered? I mean, like, his face, like, the face mask, it has rockets on it. Why would you... Yeah, so how does that thing run? And also, could you actually charge it with a car battery? I mean... Because he charges the suit up with a car battery. I don't... You know what? I'm gonna say no. Yeah, that doesn't but make I'm any not, sense. I don't know if there was a deleted scene, but it doesn't matter because it's the deleted scene. Yeah. Technically not canon. Just how. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> All deleted scenes aren't canon. I think that's pretty fair. Well, we'll get to it when we get to Homecoming. But, uh, what's his name? Andrew Glover. His character is the Prowler, also known as Miles Morales' uncle. Hey. That's a big spoiler for that movie. I'm talking... No, in the comics. Oh, yeah. True. What are you spoiling, Ben? The movie. Which movie? The movie. Ah, the movie. In honesty, these reviews include spoilers. Because we're talking in-depth about the movie. So it goes without saying we're going to be spoiling the movie. I mean, as a matter of fact, we just watched Captain Marvel, and during that review, we will spoil the plot. Because it makes no sense for us to withhold that information unless we're releasing it at a time. Yeah, we're going to put that one right up before Endgame. Yeah, we'll probably do a non-spoiler version of Endgame and then a spoiler one as well. So, to be fair there. Really? Yeah, I don't see why not. Fine. The the non-spoiler one will be shorter. More of a hot take. No, we're not doing that. A a cold I refuse. You don't like hot takes? No, I only like spoilers. Oh. Well, there it is. We will just do spoilers. It's decided. So, overall, this movie, I want to give it a review. Um, I thought it was a good movie for it, but as a second piece. It's the second half of the Avengers movie. For Tony only. So, but the downside is the villain, not very compelling. We have no reason for him to just be evil. Oh, also, I was trying to remember this earlier. Uh... This is the first. Tre- this is the trend starting of. Oh, somebody dies. They're not actually dead. Who actually? Oh, did Pepper? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, Pepper. Pepper totally died in the movie. Just kidding. She lives. Also, in Phase Two, this is the first of the hand cutting off Star Wars references. 
Well, but it's okay, because the Mandarin grows his arm back. Yes, but this happens in every Phase 2 movie. I can't Man, re- I can't I'm remember... Gonna... I can't remember if it happens in... Uh... Thor Dark World? No, I know when it happened in Thor Dark World. Oh. I can't remember if it happened in Ant-Man. Hmm. But... An uh, ant maybe gets its tiny little... Anthony! <laughs> Anthony. Anyway. But yes, that's a different day. Yes. So, overall, I thought the movie... I, I went along for the ride. I didn't think it was fabulous, but... Definitely enjoyable. It was still cool to see all the different suits and the different directions they were going, and the Mandarin was an interesting concept in that it was a technology that like wasn't quite figured out yet, and they were still pushing on with it. So, so technically the Mandarin is real. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so for me, I give the movie 7 out of 10 spicy peppers... Mostly because it could have done so much more to move the the arc along and also to come to a greater resolution of the relationship with Pepper and Tony. I think Pepper's character was very much like a side piece in this, although it was fr- it was placed in a way to be a bigger piece than it actually was. That's why I give it a seven out of ten. Spicy peppers. Hmm. Agreed. And there you have it. And there you have it! We did Uh, it. Reviewed. So, um, that was the first movie in Phase 2. Yep. Um, Five more to go in Phase 2. Thor Dark World is next on our list. I remember one for once. Hooray! Uh, It's kind of legendary. This one and uh, Iron Man 3 for being some of the worst movies in the series, so... We'll find out next time on The Road to Endgame.